I wasn't a fan of any any of it. Because I mean, you can preach that it was, I'm bringing awareness. Well, I'm going to ask you this. Who the fuck didn't know about George Floyd? Right. And it wasn't because Emily fucking posted on her Snapchat story or posted a black square. It was because CNN and Fox aired this fucking news story. And then everyone decided one day that they, oh, I'm going to, st- oh, I'm right. And I'm going to start posting all this stuff. And I could probably list off a lot of names of people who have said some not so great things and were probably saying some words in some songs a minute before they heard about this but now they don't want to be seen as a racist so now I'm gonna oh I'm gonna donate all this money and I'm gonna post this on here and I'm not a racist oh I'm not a racist but if you don't post it you're a fucking racist and right if you don't donate and if you don't you don't write this all over the place and you're a racist and silence is violence and it's become a whole fiasco. Black kids that we have here. <laughs> you know, we got, you know, the football players, yeah. the basketball players. I think not the wrestlers. I think the only you know. diversity we have is from sports. Well, it's absolutely crazy. You know, you get you, you look at the poster. You're wandering through, you know, Memorial Union. You look at a diversity poster. You know, see, seeing what the school demographic is up at yeah. NDSU. You know, you got you got your. I think the second biggest category on there it goes white, and then the next biggest is other. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, how how is that the second biggest category? The white category is eighty six percent, and you're like, huh. You look wow. at the black, it's like two. You're like, holy shit. It's like the whole football team. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, all man. we got. That's all we got. Dude, would you like, if you were a black dude, would you like coming to NDSU? Hypothetically speaking, I this is a not a good question to ask, but, you know. Honestly, I don't know if I would. There's, there's so many, there's no diversity here. It's a lot right. of white people. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think when you get like a large group of one population and this is what happens in small towns too it's like you get some closed-minded opinions you know oh, yeah. you get diversity is good yeah you, know, you get different people in an area you learn culture you learn how people interact yeah in my town i mean we have i think in my school when i graduated we had maybe three or four yeah like people of african-american descent mm-hmm. and like they were like mixed too it wasn't like they were all black so it was like and then you got our next biggest population was, or I guess our second largest was Hispanic. Mm. And that was maybe like 30 Pretty kids small. in my graduating class of 200. Mm. And then the rest is just white. Yeah. And it's like a f- fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, holy I shit. I can't breathe out of this. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. It's like these white families just breed with each other, and and like yeah. they're living off of this old wealth. Oh yeah, you know, it's, like, it's <laughs> kind of old like, wealth. Well, some of these kids, man, they have like Range Rovers oh, when they're yeah. sixteen. Oh, that's not my town, but there's towns like that. Yeah. You go to Minneapolis, right? The suburbs we'll where the some, money's flowing. Yeah. Oh, the money is flowing through there. A diner, <sighs> fucky diner. <laughs> that's what people say. Anyone from Minnesota will know. Fucky Dinah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Why Dinah? What's what do you hate about them? Not it's hate. mostly That's their strong. Mostly their hockey team. Yeah. Yeah. We call them cake eaters. <laughs> Are they cake eaters? Oh yeah, they they eat a lot of cake. Yeah. It's mostly money. Right. Yeah. 
just getting fed to them. You know, it's just they're they're living their hockey careers through that privilege. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, everyone's got a new new stick, got the new pads. Go to my town. People are living off the old shit from ten years ago. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Well, that's see, those are the stories that inspire us, though. You know, that's why we gravitate toward people who are like work hard you yeah. know like michael jordan like rags to riches stories yeah it's like mighty ducks you know? right dude yeah, yeah. a little miracle yeah coming from all over the place just fucking coming together just, just, rag to, just to beat the fucking soviets that's right and don't they beat like iceland in, in one of them i can't remember it's a good it's a good trilogy i actually haven't watched that movie in a long time it's yeah. kind of weird coming from Minnesota, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I remember that would play in my like insider recess. I'd just be sitting there, just absorbing the the north the north culture. Yeah, you know, it's, we don't get much hockey <laughs> where wow. I'm from, even in Illinois. Yeah, which is weird. Well, we get some, you know, yeah. but it's like it's, it's like not a majority. Like Chicago. Yeah, and that's because of the Blackhawks, right? Minnesota is the state of hockey, self-proclaimed, of course. It's but, all the lakes. Yeah. Ten thousand. Well, we more than ten thousand, but really, yeah, it's nice to say ten thousand. Nice, at least ten thousand. Nice solid number. Yeah, you can't say ten thousand like eighty-six lakes. No, no, it doesn't roll off the tongue. The land of thirteen thousand five hundred and seventy-two lakes. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not a good slogan. <laughs> it's not a good. There's too many syllables in that slogan. Yeah, exactly. Ten thousand. Yeah. Keep it nice and round. You know, if anybody zeros. gets confused. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how anyone gets confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we're out of you're out of luck if you get confused. Yeah, you might want to find a better education. <laughs> yeah, you ain't man. gonna find it in Minnesota, but <laughs> dude, it's kind of trashing on Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I love it and I hate it. What are the parts you love about it? You said like there's some good people. You like the seasons too. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I mean, just a brutal winter. Yeah. Not as bad as Fargo, but it's pretty bad. Right. But, I mean, you I got Fargo's no, just the wind. You got no trees here, so it's like, you got no landscape. Yeah, no barrier <laughs> to protect you from God's revenge. Oh, you know, that they, wind. They say there's a, there's a cute girl behind every tree in Fargo. There, there aren't a lot of trees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, wow. I'm kidding. If you're listening to this. You know, <laughs> if you're from Blake Fargo, <laughs> oh jeez, ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, no, there's man. some there's some good ones. Do you like the area? Like mo- coming from Minnesota, I feel like the culture is kind of similar, but Minnesota is definitely more progressive. Yeah, you, know, you get I mean, Minneapolis, a big city. I mean, it's I just don't like the landscape. To be honest, it bothers me a little. Yeah. I didn't like growing up around cornfields. I came here and it's one big fucking cornfield. Right. That's There's like, no. It feels like I'm living in like some like Tron legacy world where like <laughs> yeah. the world's flat yeah. or like they go off the edge and there's just nothing. nothing. <laughs> and you're like, oh man. It's kind of. There's no like adventure to the land. Yeah. You know. I mean, we went to Duluth last year. That was cool. And I mean, we went through some trees and a lot of like mountain area. Mm-hmm. I like that area. That's my favorite area of Minnesota, probably. Would you ever live in Duluth? No. It's too too cold from Superior. The wind is just fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's comes not, off that ice? Yeah, it's not a very nice town either. We went there. You didn't like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you said no. Well, you didn't like it? You remember Nathaniel? 
Yeah. Yeah, we we went up there this summer. <laughs> yeah, how was it? <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> as soon as we got there, we parked the car, <laughs> and two fucking police cars go flying past with their lights and sirens on. Uh oh. Like, and we're like, we're gonna get shot. <laughs> we're fucked. Like, Dude, yeah, you're small town Minnesota. That probably doesn't happen a whole lot. You know? No. Were really. you in a bad part of town? Is it like uh, I mean, it looked pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's where my my friends live, and they're college kids. So, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, I don't know what you expect. Daddy, shout out, Daddy Mooney. Yeah, Daddy listening. Mooney. He's probably not listening. I don't know. <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's a podcast guy. No. What do you think he is? Oh, he loves him some Wiz Khalifa. Are you oh, serious? Oh yeah, he loves Wiz Khalifa. Dude, Wiz is great. He is Jack now. Like he's like big. Really. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I, I engage with my chakra, I want to become with one with my body, spirit, and mind, there and now go. he's like doing MMA. Wow, really? Yeah, Shit, I should find a picture of that. It's nice. I haven't seen it. Oh, you like that? Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it just went from whiz. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know. You know. <laughs> I don't know, man. All right, that let was me a dig lot. myself yeah, out of that yeah, hole. Yeah. You dug, you dug a deep hole. <laughs> yeah. You need to. All right, new conversation. Um, Blake. You know, you're my first video guest. You know, we got the. How are we doing? We got the world's eyes on us. Kind of look like a fuck boy right now because I'm wearing a cut off. That's all right. You know, <laughs> you, just, you just got back from the gym. There's no. Yeah. You, you yeah, take care of your body. There's nothing bad I mean, about I don't that. Know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Could throw a sweatshirt on. Or you could take it off. Yeah, that might be even worse. <laughs> 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 I walked into Jimmy John's and I was like, oh, God. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. Only Blake can say, <laughs> I feel bad for these people who have normal bodies. <laughs> when I walk into a room with a cutoff on. It's not that. It's just anytime I see anyone out in public with a cutoff, I'm like, pack yeah. it up. Yeah. Pack it up, the rock. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. I think something I admire about you is that you're very stoic in certain ways. You know, you don't like to do things for a show. Yeah. Like nothing about you says that. Yeah. I like to like to keep to myself, especially here. I don't really talk to anyone in the gym. Try not to. I just I'll try to mm. like walk around like I got big lats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A couple guys in there will do that. Yeah, I know that all too well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I try yeah, to be modest and humble and try to work your way. Yeah. I think I think work outshines performance. Like a performative, you know, yeah. like you're showing It's not like you're, you're on a stage. Off. You're on a stage. You're yeah. just there to get better. Everyone's there to do something like you don't need to be flexing all over the mirrors. <laughs> Not a fan of that. Did you ever make eye contact someone with someone when they're like mid flex in the mirror and they look over and they see you looking at them? Did that ever happen? I, I think maybe one time. That's the most terrifying moment. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like making eye contact with anyone in the gym, especially <laughs> women. Because then they're like, they're like, is he staring at me? And I'm like, yeah. no. I just need I just somewhere go, to look around. I glanced. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Especially with a, masks on. Yeah. It's all you see is the eyes. Dude, I kind of... How do you feel about the masks at the wellness center? I mean, I understand. I understand the safety precautions that need to be had. But, I mean, when you're in, like, 
working out conditions and lifting conditions, especially like high intensity, it's like that's just another boundary to like jump over and it's kinda I don't know. It's very difficult to Right. It it's hard to get that. a good workout yeah. when you have a piece of cloth. And I don't know, I get I get it. You oh, yeah. know? It's understandable, but at the same time it's like it's like, geez, dude, I quit my yeah. workout like five minutes in because oh, I was like, yeah. I can't do this. Oh, it was yeah. it was the first day when I transitioned from not wearing a mask to wearing a mask. And I was like, I. Yeah. Oh, the first day I wore a cloth mask. Mm-hmm. I, I damn near drowned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're waterboarding yourself. In there. Yeah. I, that's what I've been saying. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, I, I could not breathe through that fucking thing to save my life. Yeah, I like would suck it halfway down my throat every time I breathed in, and it was leg day too. And I was like, "Oh, I was doing squats, and I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm gonna die." Yeah. <laughs> right. I like skipped a few things. I was like, "I need to leave." Yeah, dude, you got to call it after that. But then here's where the mask kind of surprised me a little bit. All right, so I'm kind of shitting on it, you know. I'm telling everybody like, yeah. somebody, I feel bad because somebody at the wellness center. These are the kind of interactions that I want to like fix up with myself, you know. Cause yeah. Someone at the wellness center was like, was like, hey, you got to wear a mask. And he said it was like a joke. And I was like, I think I was like a little bit. I was like, do I really? And I looked at him right in his eyes. <laughs> and I just saw the fear of like someone's actually mad at me for saying oh. that. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. Like, like but like, do I need to? He's like, yeah, you yeah, got to. Yeah. And I, was like, I think ah, from a sucks. customer service standpoint, that's probably like one of the worst things ever. It's like when people just like can't accept the rules. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's been happening a lot lately. And, like, not just in the gym, more like society. Because this has never happened before when things have been no. this functional and, no. like, open and accessible. So we have to create these weird, arbitrary rules. And we have to draw yeah. lines that people aren't yeah. okay with. On and some people ma- leave mass it up mandates. to the discretion of higher ups and stuff, what they think they should do. And it's just like. I don't know. It's it's difficult for people to kind of take charge sometimes. Uh-huh. It's like, I get where some people are coming from with the whole, like, infringing on people's rights and stuff. But on the other hand, it's like, I mean, how hard? How hard is it to just throw it on? Like, I hate it, too. I don't like wearing it. It's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. It sucks. But, like, give it, like, six months maybe a little more and we'll be we'll be done we'll be through this yeah it's like yeah america was sort of made for this specific mold where people like to be able to do whatever they want and yeah. that's good yeah because it gives the power to the people but when there's a situation that arises like covid where we need everybody to follow the same guidelines yeah. for two weeks just two weeks is we need to shut things down completely yeah. and then it'll be fine it'll it'll go away but people won't do that, you know. We have truck yeah. drivers moving around. Exactly. Got... It's just, I mean, I get it. But, like, at the same time, just put your pride to the side for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, we're Americans, I know. Everyone, everyone other country thinks we're just complete assholes. <laughs> and, like, yeah. we don't take shit from everyone. But, like, just got to put it aside for a while. Yeah. Like, you'll, you'll get it back. Don't worry, Timmy. You'll get it back. But <laughs> Yeah. For now, we got to buckle down, yeah. you know. It's not about you. Yeah, we're all on this ship together. Right. And if you're going to poke a hole in it, <laughs> we're going to be back here for another And that's year. what it is. You know, they're poking a hole in the side of the ship. Yeah. Some spills out more and more floods. Yeah. 
How do you feel about the, uh, about, not, not about the protest, but about the, uh, the CDC, I don't know, I don't even know if it was the CDC, don't quote me on that, like, people saying that the, the protests didn't have a spike with COVID. I think, well, how are they backing that up? Yeah, that's my thing. I, I, I was confused. Well, there's no that. way, there's no way. There's no way. I saw people wearing masks in the protest, and this isn't anti-protesting. Because, no, like, no. I think, but it's such a weird situation, you know, we... Yeah, this is, like, the worst situation to be in. Because everything's falling apart at once, and the first domino was COVID. Yeah. And then people started getting a little bit restless in their homes, yep, watching yep. the news a lot. Yep, and they started watching the news too much. Mm-hmm. And now, like, everyone wants to kill each other over a bunch of social issues that we could just talk out. But, I mean, no one wants to do that. Well, speaking of, I actually have a question, a write-in, if you will. Oh, and I'll bring it up early. Oh, here we go. You know, and people were asking, what are our thoughts on, you know, the the recent killing in Milwaukee and the whole George Floyd incident as a whole? Because we live in a weird time where it's very emotional and things are very heated. Yeah. Uh, I'd start with the George Floyd thing. It's like, at first, it started out, like, the protests started out as, like, uh, this is a racial injustice. We need to, like, fix the justice system and all this. My problem with the protest at first was just, like, they didn't lay out, like, a plan. It's Mm -hmm. not like they had a 14-point plan of, like, what we gonna do to, like, change the justice system. They were like, they were like, ah, cops bad, um... Right. I was like, lay something down, use some money. Money talks, bullshit walks. I mean, mm-hmm. that's Joey Diaz. That's, that's <laughs> where I got that quote from. I, I love that quote now. He's like, he says, money talks and bullshit walks. And I think that's true. I mean, to get anything done in this government, you need money. Why yeah. do you think everyone that's in Congress is rich? It's like they got Because they there. filter the money. Yeah. Donald Trump is a billionaire. How do you think he funded his campaign? He's rich <laughs> right. as hell. It's like, right. I mean, people donate too, but who donates? Mostly the rich. Yeah. It's like they're, they're looking for someone to push their agenda and their goals. And it's. So it, there was sort of like a stack up of responsibility, yeah. you know, and it got through, it got through maybe, you know, it got through the, the lawyers first. And sort of like the trials and the courts, yeah. and then it got through like the jail system, and now it's on the police. Yeah. And there needs to be a redistribution of responsibility because yeah. police, there's way too much on their shoulders. Oh right yeah, now. I agree. I they have to, you know, make court judgments like that. Yeah, it's impossible. And I, I mean, I don't really support defunding the police. I mean, I think that's a stupid idea. You want yeah. they want they want the police to have more training. Well. Training costs money. Everything costs money. I mean, you can't just defund the police and expect their training to go through the roof. Like, I mean, they're already underpaid as it is. I mean, I don't know where you want this money to come from. My my dad doesn't make a lot of money. He's a cop. Right. It's not. He makes more than he did when he uh, worked for my grandfather, but certainly doesn't make a lot. They're getting paid like public school teachers, and then we expect them to be these, like, heroes that have the judgment that's like perfect and obviously there's assholes you know i've seen so many videos on reddit of police harassing people for no reason and it gets physical and violent but 
the other way is true. Like, people are assholes. Yeah, I mean, people are shitty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't really like people. I especially don't like assholes. And, like, I mean, it seems like the only thing you see on social media and the news is just asshole people in every profession. Right. And now it's kind of amplified the police right now with the whole situation going on. And it's just, I think we need to, like, step back, stop watching the news, and start, like, thinking for ourselves and really looking at these situations and deciding what really needs to be done. Right. I mean, you can donate to a cause, but, I mean, it takes the people in power to actually change it. Mm -hmm. And if they don't see their agenda being pushed through what the people want, they're not going to do it. Right. And then, I mean, who's going to stop them? That's, I mean, that's the problem, I think. There's no accountability. Yeah, there's n- no accountability, no responsibility. It's like these people in power just sit there for years and years and years, and they get nothing done. Mm. And they just fight because they're on political lines, and they won't change anything unless, I mean... They have perfect circumstances, right? And it's like where they can they can capitalize on it and have yeah. something to gain from it. And then, and then you go to like you read a bill, like they both the parties love this shit. They love to sneak something in there that like will get them something else through a bill that's meant to change something else. Mm-hmm. It's like they'll sneak in like a healthcare piece into like a, a social justice cause, and it's like. Yeah. Like, why? Like, what are you... Why are we mixing... Because the news isn't... It used to be built for this. Yeah. It used to be built to solve problems and inform people. Yeah. And now it's built so people talk about it. And it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. Uh, You know who Walter Cronkite is? Yeah. Yeah. Was he NBC, CBS? I can't remember, but my history teacher loved Walter Cronkite. He He always called him the most trusted man in America. Because I guess he he never really enforced like the bullshit that he would see, and mm. the the uh, the network would want him to say he would say it how it is, tell the truth, and just inform people on the truth, which I mean isn't really happening today. You go to Fox News and you see uh, a more right leaning twist on a story, and then you go over to CNN or CBS and you see the exact opposite. I think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But people aren't looking for the truth. They're looking for whatever satisfies their agenda and what they believe. And I think that's right. very toxic. And I think people need to just understand that they're not always right. And an opinion is, is that. It's an opinion. Right. It's not a fact. Like, I mean, well, just... It just, takes all of us to create one common narrative. Yeah. And we have to be able to share information yeah. without getting attacking each other for the information that we're giving each other. And right now, this is probably the worst time for politics. I mean, no one agrees with anyone. The right doesn't agree with the left. The left doesn't agree with the right. The rights... And our candidates. Come on. Holy shit. This is what we have right now? I mean, I thought the last election was bad. And, and, you know, my thought process with the last election was, okay, at least, you know, this is a fluke. This is like a weird oh, circumstance yeah. that happened, but now it's it's not, you know, and we need to find a way to overcome that. And I think the only way is original thought. We yeah. can't be controlled by the media anymore. I think people are too scared to not vote for 
the top nominees. Yeah. And I think that's a problem. The, the mentality that if I vote for a third-party candidate or a different candidate that isn't the nominee, oh, it, then they'll never get elected. Right. I mean, if, if everyone has the mentality, then that's true, which is kind of like what's happening right now. But if everyone had the mentality of, oh, I'm going to vote for someone else, I'm going to vote for a third-party candidate, or I'm going to vote for someone that isn't the nominee that I like and has a lot of values that I have myself then we'd ha- we'd have two different candidates we'd have a different right. we wouldn't have these two idiots up on stage exactly you got orange man and you got <laughs> dementia joe yeah. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's like this is all we have to offer right we have 300 some million people in the country and this is all we got and there's been proposals for decent just decent human beings yeah who like would be a good figurehead for our country, but there's been, but the, it, it hasn't gravitated no, to, no toward one, anyone. No one will accept the fact that you can vote for someone else. They're like, "Oh, you're a, you're an idiot if you vote for him, or you're an idiot if you vote for her, or oh, if you don't vote for, for the nominee, you're an idiot." It's like, that's the exact mentality of why we have these two people. Right, right. <laughs> like, you can't just accept things at face value. Yeah. You have to dig a little. Okay. I'm not ruled by the system that is the U.S. It's ruling yeah. me. People are capitalizing on it and, like, f- not forcing their agenda but guiding it, yeah. you know, guiding people's opinions. Another thing that worries me is even if we uh, – even if the popular vote did swing and it didn't swing to one of the nominees, the problem is then you have to get the electoral college on your side. And they decide who's the president. Yeah. The people – I mean, let's be honest. The people don't decide who the president is. And I think people have a hard time accepting this fact that the Electoral College decides. Mm. Not not the, the people, the Electoral College. They just take the advice from the people. Right. And if they feel like that's not good advice, they're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> right. I'm going to vote for this person. So it's, it's basically not even, a, is it a democracy? Like what's it's keeping re- those people it's accountable? A re- I don't know. I don't. Is there anything binding I them? I mean, I'd love to know who these people are. Who? How do we decide who the electoral college is? How many people is it? Where do they come from? What's their background? I'd love to know. I'm not saying down with the electoral college, but you need to find people that are not biased, which I mean is almost impossible. Yeah. Is that an oligarchy? Is that what it's called when it's you know public you, opinion is informed by like. A Senate and like strictly a Senate. I think an oligarchy is when it's a small group of people who run the country. So, uh, so it could be that. It could be that. But we still have our Senate and our House and yeah. all this stuff. And it's just I don't know these. When you look at the Senate and you look at the House, and you look at the age, and you look at the ethnicity or the race of these people, and it's like it's all like 70 year old white men right and you're like you're like you keep voting for these people <laughs> right. you mean right. we got we have two 70 year olds as nominees well real change is starting to happen a little like there's it's like 30 percent women or something like that which, I mean, which, which is, is good it's in a direction that's a little bit more you know fair but then there's another problem is the it's just the virtue signaling of oh uh, i'm gonna vote for her because she's a woman no, you uh, vote for no. someone who is capable of the job, who is most capable of handling the job. If it is the 
seven-year-old white guy, then I guess vote for him. But don't vote for someone just in the name of identity politics. And Yeah, because I look like this person or yeah. I identify with their story, I'm going to vote. Because that's tribalism. Yeah. That's going to tear us apart, and that's oh, what's going on right now. There's only 30% women. I guess I'll have to vote for a woman just to get to 50. It's like, no. Vote yeah. for someone who is who has the intellect and the capability to actually run in that position. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like, I would love to have a strong African-American woman run for president and take it. Mm -hmm. But we have Kamala Harris. (laughs) And I'm I'm like, (laughs) I I don't know. She likes to imprison people on weed charges and then smoke weed. And I'm, I can't get down with that. Hypocrites. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I'm not a fan of any of these candidates. I'm a fan of one candidate. I won't say who. It's not the front runners. Did he already drop out? Yeah. Dropped out. I, I think. I think a long I time. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He's the man. He is the man. Yeah. I listened to a podcast with him on it. And I think. He's not old. <laughs> he's not he's old. He's not 70 years old. That's right. And I think young people can sort of. I don't know. Do you think there should be an age limit on certain positions? Like, I think you have to be f- 35 to be president. Yeah, I think that's right. Do you I think that's legitimate? I don't I don't want to cap the age off, but yeah. at some point, your mind just can't handle that much stress. Right. I mean, we have Joe Biden, who I don't even know how old he is. He's, I think he's in his 70s at least. But, I mean guy's old and guys like men age a little bit quicker than women yeah just because of our testosterone like it i don't know it just corrodes fuels, more quickly yeah. yeah like have you ever seen it like your grandpa versus your grandma like oh, your grandma's yeah. talking to people in the kitchen oh, like yeah. just playing card games grandpa's in his chair you know yeah exactly it's like it's, it's completely different ball game i don't want to cap it off just because there could be a good candidate that comes along who is very old but yeah. then again, I mean, the odds of that person not surviving through that is very high. Right. I mean, <laughs> who do we got? You got Joe, at least in his 70s. Got Donald Trump, who's at least in his 70s. Yeah. You got uh, Bernie Sanders. I think he's almost 80. Right. It's It's weird because I feel like, and this extends further, you know, this sort of like ageist way to do things where we respect our elders but that's how the money filters yeah. you know if you think about us right now we're probably the most productive we'll ever be in our entire lives oh yeah these years right now we just don't have that much experience to back it but also like we're broke this yeah, is we have no money we have no money and it's built that way to favor older people and maybe that's a good thing you know yeah. but it's something to be aware of and the social security is going to run out yeah and we're not going to get it we're still paying into it are we really? Yeah. You and I are still... Any check we get, we're still paying into Social Security. You have a Don't Tread on Me poster in your bedroom. I do have a Don't Tread on Me poster. I don't like the government. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I, and I can respect that, you know, because I think... I think the hellscape that is most looming... And I feel like liberals are scared, are scared of like a different kind of hell, yeah. but the one that people who are anti-government but pro-U.S. Yeah, they're scared of this world where like the media controls us. You know, we're enslaved by our own routines and we're completely unaware. 
and we have no power as people. I mean, I'd say that's that's right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, all you do is listen to CNN or Fox or some other bogus fucking news station, and then you go to your nine to five, you come home, and then that's that's your routine right there. You get all heated up, and you then have, you're just fueling the money the money yeah, conveyor belt. They they let you think that you have some sense of power, and then you go to bed, and do the same shit over. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. I don't like, I mean, I'm not the type of person that's like down with the government. Like, I think they do some good things. I mean, obviously they protect us. They protect our borders. They make sure like terrorism doesn't enter the country. But on the other hand, I mean, they don't get anything done. And they like to take power whenever they can get it. And they'll take money from anyone. They'll take bribes when, uh... No, you can say what you're going to say. Oh, yeah. So, well, well, here's the thing. So, you know, the left, they're an advocate for sort of like goodwill towards men. You know, com- yeah. if we lead with compassion, that'll guide us toward the right answer. Yeah. You know, we just, you know, compassion's associated with knowledge. We need to be as, as loving as we possibly can. And maybe even if that means redistributing wealth using the government, because ch- their, their opinion is charity's not getting it done. Yeah. And we need these people to be able to live a reasonable life. How do you feel about that? You can have some some compassion and some emotion through this, but at the same time, you need to be able to take yourself out of the equation and look at things just objectively. Yeah. Like what needs to get done? I mean, just because you're angry about something doesn't make you valid. And that's what's starting right now, I think. And it's really mm-hmm. picking up is people think that just because they're they're angry or they're mad or they're offended that they, that makes them valid. Right. It doesn't make you valid. You can't you can't speak truth from an emotional standpoint yeah. because there's so much human bias involved. Yeah. You know, you do not have a clear head when you're angry. Only no. any I don't know anyone who has a clear head when they're angry. No. I certainly don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been in situations where I'll get super pissed. Yeah, And then I look back two weeks later and I'm like, wow, I would have done something very stupid if I would have acted on that anger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why people think that they're so righteous because they're offended by this or they're angry about that. You're not you're not righteous just because you're mad. You need to be able to articulate what you want done in a calm and cool manner. And then we can work on some things. Definitely. Yeah. Dude, I thought you nailed that. You know, it's, I think the, and Jordan Peterson, you know, we're both big Jordan Peterson shills. He's, I just think the way he articulates truth in a direct manner and he, and he treats truth as the prime goal. You know, if we behave in a truthful way, not a lot, not necessarily, well, loving, yes. And compassion. Yes. Yes. But truth is the prime most important because Sometimes doing things that are truthful will hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the truth does hurt. I mean, let's say someone cheats on you, but you don't know yet. I mean, if they tell you, I mean, that's going to hurt. Yeah. But would you rather, excuse me, live your life just not knowing? Yeah. In your bubble, you know, your friends know, everybody knows. Yeah. I mean, just ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. And I think that it's a problem. Like, yeah. I understand. Like, I definitely have, I mean, I've been hurt. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, 
the truth will set you free, honestly. It will take away the anxiety of some things, of not the, the of the unknown. Yeah. And I think that that's good and healthy. Yeah. It's better than just putting up a wall and just being like, I don't want to hear it. It's going to hurt. I want to be happy. So I'm going to put this wall up and nothing comes in. Uh, that's not good. No. I've done that before too, you know, yeah. with relationships in my life where I, I like, I'm, I put up this defensive wall and I keep all the opinions and things that I want to tell people in myself because I think, you know, they're not worth my time yeah. or I get angry. But, but that just builds, it's like, um, you know, I think there's a quote by somebody and it goes like, it's like drinking or it's like trying to kill somebody, but you drink the poison or something like that, Yeah, you know, something like that. But, um, and that's exactly what it is. Cause you're harming yourself through that process. Yeah. I mean, I still struggle with that to this day, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I try to work on it as much as I can. Yeah. But it's hard though. Yeah. I mean. I feel like people don't, this is what scares me, you know, men are different than women. And in, in the history of the world, men have always had the power, but it's shifting, you know, and there's this, there's this weird movement that's kind of anti-male and it's not the majority of like, you know, like it's the whole Gillette commercial, you know, the whole toxic masculinity and I think there are ways where men act tyrannical, yes, but the, the the prime male like spirit is still divine and good in itself, yeah. and it has to be preserved because we can't do away with that. Oh no, I'm I'm not a fan of the term toxic masculinity. There there are some things that can be very toxic that men do, yeah. but that doesn't. But not everything is toxic masculinity. Like go on TikTok. Do you have Do you have TikTok? Um, I don't. I had it for a while. I do, and I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I still watch. Yeah. But there's, right now is probably the worst time to be on TikTok. There's, there's a lot there's, of opinionated. Oh my. The, <laughs> there's so many hashtags going around. Kill all men is a hashtag right now. Wow. Uh, and it's like, or, and they, the feminists love to call out people for making jokes like there's there was this one video where there was this guy and he's wearing a skirt and he's like dancing and stuff and then you can duet so you'll have your video right next to his as a sort of a reaction in lifetime and the duet was a some guy going bro that's sus dude this guy's sus and it's like and And it's a joke it's It's a a joke joke. i mean understand that it's a joke right but oh, they came for him because that's what like uh, there's a, there's a thing there's like guy camaraderie that's good in spirit yeah. you know where we make fun of each other you know we like to call each other like make fun of each other's weaknesses but in a way that doesn't cross this line yeah. you know it's very brotherly I mean we I mean go to a locker room for example right I mean people will destroy you <laughs> yeah. in a locker room it doesn't yeah. matter on what yeah your girlfriend just broke up with you you're a pussy <laughs> right uh you got hit and you uh had to take a seat on the bench grow up it's yeah. like it's like you can't catch a break no you're not catching a break but I mean, we don't want our men 
having hurt feelings all the time. No, we as a like we a, need strong men. Otherwise, yeah. Oh, there, there's another quote. Uh, strong men breed good times. Good times breed weak men. Weak men breed bad times. Bad times breed strong men. I think. Uh, don't quote me on that. I think that's right. <laughs> but it's yeah. something along those lines. And it's like we're right now. I think this our generation is creating a a problem right now. Yeah. Of people being too soft, and I can understand. Like honestly, there's some jokes that probably shouldn't be said. Yeah, like there there is a line at the end of the day. I mean, there is a line. I love dark humor. Yeah, you and I, I think both love dark humor. But at the same time, there's. There's certain things you got to know your audience. Yeah. And you have to know. Yeah. You have to know your audience and you have to know what's really at stake and what you are. Because jokes, you can bring to light certain issues in a very like clever way. And we have to preserve that. Right. I mean, making jokes is a good way of coping. I mean, I make jokes about a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) that I that I went through. I think it's funny. Yeah. Like right now. I mean, I I make jokes about like anything in my life that went bad. Even if it happened like the oh, day before, that was a nightmare. Yeah, that was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll make a joke about it, and I'll yeah. I'll move on with my day. Yeah. But if you let like be like being offended just control you, it's not going to get you anywhere. No. You're going to get caught in this cyclone of of rage and resentment and angry at other people, cursing the world, yeah. and then it, it it spirals downward. And that's what's happened on on TikTok right now. I mean, one guy made a joke, and all of a sudden we have the kill all men hashtag. And now we have mm. a gender war on TikTok, which, I mean, isn't reality, honestly. It's not. I mean, TikTok, what, maybe a million users in the U.S. or something? Mm-hmm. But it's like... A lot of young people use it, though. Yeah. It is the future. That's what scares me, is these people go on here, and they see hashtag kill all men or hashtag... This is another hashtag. This was in... Def- in offense to kill all men was <laughs> rape all women. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that one you can't. Yeah. S- somehow kill all men sounds significantly less bad than rape yeah. all women. <laughs> it really that fucking does. terrifies me to the bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there there are some some ways of fighting back that are probably better than saying rape all women. Yeah. In my opinion. Right. Because that's not... I think they both... Both the parties need to understand that, like... Hate does not fix anything. Hate no. hate breeds hate, and you're just going to keep on pissing each other off. You don't listen to each other. You get people that are... Oh, they love this vocabulary. Fem, the, the girls will call anyone who disagrees with them an incel. What does that mean? Inc... Oh, crap. I can't remember... I can't remember what the I-N. It's an acronym? Yeah. Oh. Something celibate. Involuntary celibate. I think that... So they're they're basically men that hate women because they can't get, like, they can't mm. get any. Well, that's true for women, too. I think, I think it's a small minority because those people exist, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, those people do exist, but it's, I mean, it's amplified on this app. Oh, yeah. And people think... People that, feed into it. People think that this is reality. When really it's not. If the internet, I've said this a lot. If the internet disappeared tomorrow, none of this would matter. And if you said that in public, people would probably shun you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you said kill all men in public, 
men and women would be like, who's this psychopath? <laughs> well, what does that say about us? You know, we we're very something that binds us together as a people is we like have this socialization process where we constantly judge each other when we're in public. Yeah. You know, we're eyes on each other at all times to kind of direct how we behave. But there's this weird tool that we found out called the internet where we don't watch each other while we behave. Yeah. So there's nothing holding us accountable to spewing nonsense online. I mean, I can guarantee that 99% of the things that people say on TikTok and the internet in general, they would never say to that that to someone to their face. Right. Like even racist people wouldn't that go on TikTok and they they say the N word and all this shit and they make fun of black people. I guarantee they were in front of a black person. They'd never say it. Yep. I mean, they'd still hate them, I w- which baffles me. But still, I mean, they wouldn't say it. Well, there's this stereotype of like the the white privileged kid. You yeah. know, no black kids he's ever really seen in his life. Yeah. And it's just a big joke. I think there there is some uh, there is some white privilege, but I don't think this isn't an us versus them thing. Yeah. People are making the white privilege narrative. Uh, it's all white people, and they're all oppressing us. <laughs> I'll tell you who is oppressing you. It's not your neighbor John and his two <laughs> kids and his wife. It certainly isn't them. Nope. You know who it is? It's anyone with fucking money. Yeah. It's the billionaires that are running the whole world right now. Mm-hmm. They make the laws. They decide what to change. We don't do much. Right. I mean, you can, you will, you you obviously have racist people that have grown up knowing only hate for this group or this group. But they're not the ones that are like oppressing you. It's the people in power yeah. that have decided that this is how it's going to be, and we're not going to change anything unless we want to. Right. And the us versus them battle is this is what's happening right now. Even with the cops, they're people are making this. An, it's us versus them, and the mentality is on both sides. Yep. And it's like if you just if everyone came together and unified and actually talked things out in a cool, calm, civil manner, things would have been fixed two months ago. Well, there's a police officer I saw on the internet who, right after George Floyd got killed, he he went into, you know, his district or whatever, and there was a big, like, not, it was a protest, basically. And he, you know... He, he puts his hands up and he's like, hey, guys, I'm with you, okay? Yeah. Like, we are here to work together. And he, he gave a speech that was unifying. Yeah. And it wasn't this divisive, like, you know, using the riot shields. Yeah. Just going in their guns a-blazing. It was, it's, hey, like, we are a community. I think I actually saw one of the Fargo chief, chief of police doing that. What do you do? Just Almost the same thing. Yeah. He was, he had, he was standing on... Almost like, almost like it was like right in front of the precinct, and he was like standing up on a higher elevated surface. But he was like, he was saying like, we're not, we're not your enemy. We we love you. Like we're not here to like oppress you or do anything like that. We're all here to come together. And we're here to unify, and I think that's what we need. But people take that as, oh, they they take it as, oh, the 
he just doesn't want to be seen as a racist. He's actually a racist. Like, you should, oh, you should see right through it. It's like, not everyone's bad. (laughs) Like, do you just, like, think that everyone's a piece of shit? Right. Like, you need to, like... You need to make... You need to look into the world like you're trying to make teammates. Like, I want you on my team. I want you on my team. And then choose your battles very wisely. I think people forget that, I mean, middle-class America and the poor people it's like we're all fighting for the next paycheck yeah i don't think i don't think anyone who's in poverty who's white is thinking about those those blacks no one's no one's saying that they're they're more worried about getting their their check and be able to feed their kids yeah that's the thing about this whole white privilege is no i don't think really any middle class or poor white people are trying to oppress anyone. I mean, there's definitely some privilege to be had, but I mean, it's certainly not with poor people and it's certainly not with the middle class. And we have to be very careful about pointing fingers. You know, if we're going to blame the the successful middle class, you know, the people who have risen up, that's what they did in the Soviet Union. And that's what Jordan Peterson is warning everybody about. It's like, this can happen. The far left can take control and we can socialize things to oppress the middle class. Yeah. And that's when everything goes to hell. It's like, it's like, say you got two neighbors. You have, so you're in the middle. And you got your neighbor, your neighbor John and your neighbor Paul. John's a white guy. Paul's a black guy. Mm. And then this happens. And now, it's not like Paul, it's not like Paul and John and you are like all looking at each other like, oh shit, I guess we're not friends anymore. No. It's like, no. No. You're still friends. Like yeah. we're not just cuz he's white doesn't mean he's trying to oppress you. I mean you guys yeah. have been friends forever. Let's say you're neighbors for 20 years. I think that can be something that surrounds us and emboldens us because I'm all about like black culture getting preserved yeah. and like talked about because I think you know people like Kendrick Lamar like he's brilliant. Oh yeah. Regardless if he's black or not. Yeah. He is brilliant. And that's a that's a unique part of black culture that that's amazing. But at the same time, we can't have that be the first thing we identify with. We yeah. can't create this war in our mind of, you know, it's us versus them, and I, I'm on the team that I look like. Yeah, there's no teams in this. No. We're One all, team. We're all just... America. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Team America. Go, go America. There we go. We're just trying to make the world better. That's all. Mm-hmm. I think. I think picking teams is what's really going to lead to more civil unrest i mean i think everyone's picked a team at this point yeah i mean there's there's the undecideds are pretty quiet yeah and the undecided and then that's the thing if you don't pick a team silence is violence it's like no it's like i support the cops but i also support black like the statement of black lives matter right i I can understand your because the the phrase black lives matter black lives matter yeah obviously obviously I, i mean it shouldn't even have to be said but yeah but that doesn't mean just because I, I decide that I can't pick a team, so I'm not going to say either of them. That doesn't mean that silence is violence. It just means that I support both. But if I if I say something, supporting one side over the other more, I'm going to get berated. I'm going to get attacked. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so hostile. It's impossible to... Yeah, it's just a toxic environment right now. Yeah. I think it needs to change. If I die after this podcast, Blake, <laughs> I think we're both. Gonna get 
fucking shot, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Right. You ready to get into some questions? Let's hear them. All right, man. Let me pull them up real quick. There we go. All right. Oh, dude. Okay. I'm doing this segment where we react. I read a quote from American literature. Ooh. And we American we, we sip our, our iced water and we tell each other how it makes us feel based wow. on the here we go the wording all right so brand new brand new little segment right you know you know how it is i'm innovative over at the studio I you know. know i mean you were putting some some working pieces together that's right baby you know we're cooking up in the kitchen come to fruition very soon my friend <laughs> i would just like to say to anyone that's uh listening at home uh don't come at me in my comment section of anything. <laughs> I don't care, honestly. <laughs> I, I probably won't respond. So yeah. leave me alone. Leave him alone, guys. It's, you an know, opinion is an opinion. <laughs> we love Blake, you know. Just I'm, I'm you here know, for the people. He's here for the people. He's here for you guys. Don't attack him. Yeah. Please. I'd rather not have to deal with that. That's, that's Marty, good. I'm already fifteen thousand dollars in debt. I mean, that was a, that was a much needed public service announcement. Yeah, you know, you gotta just turn. We don't want that. <laughs> all right, quote. All right, so this is by John Prine. I'm not sure if you're fam- you're familiar with him, but he's like a country folk singer. And I, I think, think he was around him. in like the '60s. Okay. So, and this kind of this made me think of when I was listening to the song. It made me think of um, like what we were talking about with being able to say things that are ridiculous, but like that's the most transient property of american culture does that make sense like we need that yeah all right so here it is when i was a young girl and i had a cowboy he wasn't much to look at just a free rambling man kind of a weird quote that is a weird quote this is a man singing the song i don't know why singing it from the perspective of a woman but what is what could that mean you know i'm thinking maybe i think of like a girl and i think of someone that's like beautiful and innocent yeah does it say free rambling? Yeah. He was f- and he was free rambling? He, was, uh, he wasn't much to look at, just a free rambling man. And free rambling means man. like talking, but like you don't really have anything coherent to say. Wasn't much to look at either. Right. So he didn't have a lot going for him. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> rambling on. I mean, if that's what, if that's what this girl is really looking for, yeah. she, maybe she's... He wasn't much to look at, but and he also didn't have much to say. Maybe she, he could be, I mean, I guess she, she could be unhappy with, you know, her current circumstances at the moment. Yeah, I think so. Do you think she's complaining? And I had a cowboy. It doesn't mean I love the cowboy. It just means, like, I had a cowboy. Had a cowboy. So it's like a dog that's wounded that you got to take care of. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm thinking of. It's like a defenseless puppy. <laughs> You're right. It's like, never, I have him. He never you know? stops talking. <laughs> <laughs> just won't you shut know, the fuck we up. We all have somebody in our heads, you know, right now. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> but that's all right, you know. <laughs> Nothing coherent to say. <laughs> Cohesive. <laughs> wow, it's a pretty shitty thing to say, but you know, you know, it's if reality. you're listening at home, it's reality. It's how we do things. If you're watching, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Reporting live, <laughs> it's bubbles. <laughs> what? What? Do you know that TikTok thing? <laughs> You know, what? Dude, it's fucked. What is it? 
It's like, and reporting live. It's da 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 bubbles. I want to live in that mansion. I want to da 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 Trap bunny bubbles? Yeah. I hate that girl <laughs> dude, with a passion. Dude, I think she like her wounded voice. some. Dude, it's, it's a lot. How old is she? I think she's like 18. Dude, her that makes vo- me sad. Her voice is so hard to listen to. It's like, but some people listen to it. That's yeah. what that I, that is that is the champion right now of the feminists on TikTok. Believe oh it or no. not, that is their champion right now is trap bunny oh bubbles, no. and it's kind of sad. That's all you have. <laughs> she. This is women's suffrage she's, in twenty twenty. She's a, <laughs> she's a banshee of a woman. Yeah, I think I think one of her direct quotes is, uh, oh shit, what is it? I want my cheeks clapped, daddy. <laughs> God damn it, trap bunny bubbles. Dude, there's more, and it's it's <laughs> disgusting to listen to. I saw one yeah, of her music videos, and it was visceral. Let me tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan. I don't, I don't like I don't that. know how anyone listens to that unironically. I don't know why that popped in my head. <laughs> I hate that, dude. Yeah, she's just stuck in there. Oh, on terrible. replay. I know. God. Oh. That's got to be the worst thing. <laughs> all right so analysis you know maybe she didn't like this dude yeah but all right next question i think she needs to move on <laughs> yeah she's got to move on find you a better looking guy that can actually talk <laughs> there we go there we go all right um questions would you rather die a good man or live long enough to see yourself become the villain harvey Dent quote love that love that Batman the Dark Knight. Oh, Dude, speaking of. Good movie. New Batman coming Holy out. Holy shit. Trailers. You want to go? Yeah. You want? Yeah. We're doing it. Going. 2021. It's a long ways away. Yeah. It's <laughs> but still. Booked right now. We're going. Before we get back to the quote, there's another movie. Tenet. Yeah. Do you want to go see that this weekend? It comes out this weekend? It's in Marcus Theaters in Fargo this weekend. Thursday or Friday? I think either one. I can go Thursday. I can't go Friday. Go Thursday. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do no, it. We're doing it. I want to see it. Really That's going to be a good movie. Future Batman. Christopher Nolan. Yep. Robert Pattinson is in it. That's awesome. Future Batman. Love it. I'll be out of town the other days, but That's Thursday, fine. I'm your man. All right. Perfect. Back to, <laughs> back the, to the quote. Yeah. Back to the quote. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'd rather die a good man. Yeah. But I've also heard another quote on the flip side. You know, it's. Like, good men die for a cause, great men live for a cause. So it's like, you know, laying your your life down in war, people think that's noble, but, like, living for something, that's the real hardship. And I like that. It's kind I of badass. I think being able to sacrifice yourself for a cause is probably more noble. Just, I, f- I feel like finding a way out of death just to keep pushing on is... It's not, I mean, it's, it's something to be admired for sure, yeah. but the nobility and the honor of dying for a cause that you truly believe in is because you're laying your, all of your essence is devoted toward that yes. one thing. I've thought about that a lot, actually, for, you know, you ever get those random scenarios in your head late at night? Oh yeah. All the time. Right. And there's always this scenario of, would I, if I was in the position of, God, I don't even know. Like, protecting, like, uh, 
Jews that were hiding away in Nazi Germany. Because that was not too long ago. That was not very long ago. Would I would I sacrifice myself for a cause that I truly believed in in that moment? Or would I be a coward and let them know that, oh, they're in there and... You know, yeah, you give it away it, because mean, you can't. And then you have to live with that. Well, I have think, you seen uh, the first scene of Inglorious Bastards? Yes, I have. What would you do if you were that farm, the, the dad, you know? The, I don't think I'd be able to live with myself if I you know what I. But it's in protection of your family. Yeah. That's tough. It's it's a tough situation. I mean, on one hand, I mean, yeah, you want to protect your family. But on the other hand, are you going to be able to live with yourself after? Right. I think suicide is probably was probably very common through yeah. through guilt back then. I mean, it probably still is. People have survivor's guilt all the time. They end up killing themselves because they just can't live with it. And I think that's probably what would happen. Definitely. If I if I did something like that. Well, what's a scenario that could arise in 2030 America? 2030. Anything could happen. We've seen so much shit already, and it's only 2020. I don't know what a scenario would be. Uh, hostage takeover by ISIS. There you go, right there. Al-Qaeda. And I think that the scales just can't tip too far in one direction. Yeah. You have to be very careful about it. Otherwise, all hell's going to break loose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, I'd probably rather live or die for a cause. Die for Nice, dude. Yeah, probably me too. Yeah, because it's like live long enough to see yourself become the villain. It's like, yeah. who, who the fuck would choose that? And he does become the villain in the end. He does. Yeah. It's kind of like ironic, a little yeah. foreshadowing. It's weird. Yeah. All right, next question. Good job, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Hello. I'm looking for a way to climb the competence hierarchy. Wow. I have a big fear of public speaking, and vo- and my voice cracks whenever I am called on in class my grades are very good and i have uh, a really good relationship with my professors but for some reason i can feel myself shrink when i'm in front of my peers i'm taking care of business in the classroom but how do i integrate social skills into my mode of being i think uh <clears throat> i used to be like this too i used to be very shy um it's mostly in your head i mean honestly when you People think that, you know, whenever they speak up, and I still think this, I still have trouble with it a little. It's whenever you speak up in a public setting surrounded by people that are just like you, like your peers, who are like your same age, you think that everyone's judging you. It's like, they're, they're all listening to me. They all think I'm an idiot. Right. And all this. It, it comes down to how you talk to yourself in your head. You yeah. need to have, pos- I, hate, I hate this term. Because it, it, it makes it sound very mushy. Yeah. Po- you need positive self-talk. <laughs> right? I right? It sounds you, so mushy. I love like, how I you like hate it. that. I, I'm not a, I don't like that. I don't like the saying, but I haven't found a better one. Yeah. But yeah, you need to be able to talk to yourself and hype yourself up. Like you need to be able to say, I, I can do this. I, I have the confidence and you need to practice. Definitely. I mean, you can... If public speaking is something that you have trouble with, I would start by talking to yourself first and then looking in the mirror, talking to yourself, getting used to yourself, 
and gradually increasing like the number of people which i mean is difficult because you can't exactly like conjure these situations but <laughs> yeah i think but it, it starts from increase, within yeah and like i feel like that's like a very you know like I don't know if like Buddhist thinking is the right <laughs> way to, but like you have to find peace with yourself in order for you to go out into the world yeah, and like you need to understand, have a coherent personality yeah. that's confident, right? Like confidence is key. Yeah, and I think that I found that out junior year. I, I started to get more confident, and I mean, look where I am today. I wouldn't be on this podcast if I wasn't confident now. Yeah, but dude, it's a little terrifying. It, it is. But as it soon is. as we got into it, I was like, this is awesome. Right. Like, Isn't it awesome? It's just you and me talking. Right. And we got these things. Yeah. I feel like Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz. <laughs> it did it. Who's who? Uh, Joey Diaz. Well, you, you, you run the, th- the podcast. Look at me. The jo- you can be my Joe. Joey Diaz. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> but back to the question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you need to be able to hype yourself up and tell yourself that you are confident. If, if you keep telling yourself in your head that, oh, I'm going to fail oh, I, I suck, I can't do this, I can't talk in front of these people, I'm going to voice crack, I'm going to do this, oh, I'm, I'm sweating, my heart's racing. I mean, it's that, then it's going to happen. But if you tell yourself that it's going to be fine, I'm just going to just gonna talk to these people, and yeah, we'll move it's, on. Yeah, and I'm going to give my piece. Because everybody, in, in the grand scheme of things, everybody has a pretty small piece to give. Yeah. Which is like kind of like go out there and do it mentality. You know, yeah. it doesn't really... It matters, you know, but it doesn't matter that much. Just go for it. Just go for it. Yeah, totally. All right, next question. I think you nailed that. Thank you. Uh, My girlfriend threw all of my clothes out of the window because she discovered I cheated on her. How can I win her back? (coughs) Wow. Wow. That's heavy. I'm going to be honest. I think you should move on. (laughs) Yeah, I I think a lot of people, you know... If you, I don't know. I think it's tough, man. I think you need to go, you know, like out of the U.S. and have like a transformation phase. Yeah. Look, I'm not, I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but uh, what you did was not very redeemable. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> yeah. I don't think, and if, and if she does take you back, I think what you're going to have is a very toxic Game like yeah, you're gonna have a toxic game and relationship here. Yeah, playing with each other's trust because obviously now she does not trust you. No, and that's and there's that's and there's, almost impossible to win back after cheating on someone. And the phrase like win her back after that, I don't think you can win her back. And if you do, it's gonna be a hell. I can tell yeah. you that right now. <laughs> yeah, like you are not going out with your friends. And if you really love this girl, you wouldn't have done that. You, yeah, I I think you need to move on. Yeah, you gotta move on. I don't know. I don't know who you are, but <laughs> <laughs> piece of fucking shit. Yeah, let's not, lose, <laughs> let's not lose a viewer. <laughs> yeah, we love you, man. We, Let us know how that goes, or don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I'd like to have the mentality that, like, you know, anybody can come back from anything because no sin is too great to like. I mean, maybe, kill yourself over. Maybe we're thinking about this. Too harshly. Maybe the situation was weird. Maybe there was toxic, a little bit of toxic play beforehand. Even we, I mean, we don't really know your backstory. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't want to. Like call, maybe, maybe she did something yeah, first. I don't want to call you an asshole. I mean, even if she did do something first, it's it's kind of a fourth grade mentality. Right. Like, well, so, they did it first, so I did did it back. It's like 
No, you're, yeah, you're exactly right. I think, yeah, I think I'd say just move on. Don't yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> I love how you uh, went down this route of like, you know, let's give him a chance. And yeah. then you, you, wor- you worked it out in your mind. It's just, and you're like, no. It's circumstance sucks. Because we don't know who this guy is. We don't know his moral values. We just hear this one situation. Yeah. So I hope that helped. Yeah, I think nice job, Blake. Next question, um, dude, a doozy. Okay. Oh, In light of semi-recent events, are aliens real? And if you think yes, do you think they are humanoid-type creatures or something completely beyond our comprehension? There's been a lot going on lately. Remember those uh, those videos that were released? Yeah. That. By showed the this Pentagon, ob- uh, yeah, this object just falling super fast, right, right above the ocean f- water. Yeah, and then it just veered off, and you're like, I mean, that's I think that's the best thing we have to evidence. Do you think it could be another country, or do you think it's just so know. beyond? I don't. Think if it was so. another country, they'd take us over. Yeah. If that technology existed, where oh, for sure they would they would have wiped us out by now. I. And it's, I don't think it's the U.S. either because they would have coordinated something where we wouldn't have gone there at that exact moment. I, I, I mean, I think there is aliens, probably. Yeah. It's a big universe. I mean, it's a, a very big universe. And we've found a lot of planets that could sustain life. They're very far away, though. They are very far away. If And if they possibly found out a way to break the laws of physics that we can't i don't think they're humanoid then our bodies can't take going at light speed well whenever you know you think of alien sightings in the 60s and people describe them as like they looked they had like narrower frames bigger heads you know their bodies aren't really used not a lot of muscle but they looked like kind of like people yeah i'd love to know what the first like the first like interpretation was where it came yeah. from who said it it, what might, their da- it might date was. back all the way to like the egyptians it could because they and that's a little crazy yeah there's a lot of ways that people have tried to explain how the pyramids got built and there's a lot of good logical ways that they could have got built but then there's always oh it could have been the aliens you're, right and you're like well uh, maybe but probably yeah. not <laughs> yeah it's like Sometimes the the explanation that explains everything so simply isn't the most logical, because the world yeah. as we know it so advanced and humans like shortcuts. And we lost a lot of knowledge over the years. The yeah. the Library of Alexandria burnt to the ground, and people historians say we lost two thousand years worth of knowledge. Wow! I'd love to know where we'd be if that library didn't burn down. Yeah, I can't remember how it started. And we might have like. You know, foods that we didn't know about or ways yeah. to grow crops or fitness like, like plans tools. that are just so in tools that tools are just that so we, beyond our comprehension. Yeah. And these people just are lost. Mean, and we, yeah, we can't get it back. It's burnt. The people that created the stuff are dead. I mean, I'd love to know where civilization would be right now. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I believe there's probably aliens. There has, like, there has to be. Maybe there's, maybe, I mean, they probably. They've probably known about us for a long time. Yeah. I just feel like they just don't care because they see us as uncivil, probably to them. 
yeah as so-called savages <laughs> yeah i as mean christopher columbus would have said <laughs> i mean you know there's a food chain and if yeah. the universe is infinitely big we're probably on the lower middle of the food chain oh, you know yeah. definitely on not average. on top in the universe probably no and if if a craft you know descended at that rate and we have no, and it's like faster than the gravitational constant of acceleration. Yeah. It just, it drops and it, and it's so sudden. That's beyond our comprehension of physics. Think about how we get rockets places. We, yeah. we shoot stuff out of the back of them. Shoot fuel out. And to then propel them forward in the other direction. An explosion out of the backside. <laughs> and it, I think, I think the report said there was no heat signature. There was no heat signature on it. So there was no. It's bizarre like motor no engine no fuel source yeah and if they found out how to do that with a vehicle i'd love to know what kind of firepower they're packing yeah probably some shit that would destroy the planet in one like well why don't they then because we're probably not on their radar i just just think i mean we look at it from our terms (laughs) we look at it like like, what would we do if they came here and we didn't We'd know wipe who they them were? Out, yeah. Yeah, exactly, wipe them out. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why. They, I don't know why, but the U.S. government seems just like the people that would be like, "Oh, aliens, uh, get <laughs> yeah. the tanks." Yeah, and it's like maybe they don't think like that. Maybe they're a peaceful species, and then they look at us and they're like, "These people are stupid as hell." Let's <laughs> yeah. leave. Yeah, this is more. I bet this is a fucking amusement park for them. They just look out, look at us, and they're like, huh, We're in "That's like fucking hilarious." Petri dish. They're killing each other. All right, let's go back home. <laughs> Your mom made dinner. <laughs> <laughs> let's leave. That's what I would do. I wouldn't stay. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's got ravioli. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Little chef boy RD. Oh my god, yes. We're straight out the can. That would be nice. That's what I'm talking about. But, yeah, dude, I think I'm going to have to agree with you, you know. Are aliens real? They, you know, statistically, sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Why not? Maybe they're beyond my imagination, you know. Who knows? Next question. My professor kicked me out of class because I used my roommate's jockstrap as a mask. <laughs> How can I convince him that this is the move? I don't know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Luke's getting frustrated with the viewers. Look. Good joke. I applaud you. I applaud you. It was a great joke. Probably not the right place to do it. Yeah. Like we said, you got to know your audience. Yeah. Know Know your audience. Now your professor definitely knows who you are. (laughs) Yeah. Let's say you were in a class of 300. Uh Uh-huh. Guess what? Now he knows exactly who that one person was. Yeah. I think that you just picked a terrible time. I don't (laughs) think you're going to have any luck convincing him (laughs) or her, especially probably her, that that is a move. move. (laughs) I don't think it's a move, to be honest. I think it's pretty disgusting, to be honest. What if it's clean, Mike? I don't think it's probably not clean. You Oh wait, it's his roommates. Exactly, that's my point. Oh, and the it's washer like and dryer your, can only do so much. Sweat. That's his. It's his roommate's ball sweat. Don't you think that's poetic? 
I think it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's poetic about that. <laughs> you know, it's it's making a. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I tried to look <laughs> at it from a perspective that's kind of like a little bit more like you know. Maybe he's making a point. You know? <laughs> Maybe, Maybe he's, he's making a political, political statement. statement. But it's like, it what doesn't is- really seem like <laughs> it. <laughs> it seems like the class clown in high school moved on to college, and now things aren't working. It's out. wearing off a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I mean, they can't really kick you out of. I mean, they can expel you from public school, but now the te- now the professor can just be like, just leave. <laughs> right. Leave. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, probably not the time to be doing it. Yeah, um, probably not. Actually, definitely not. Yeah, it's it's not the move. I'm kind of disappointed in the in the write-ins. They're they're very um, you know. Step up your game, guys. Yeah. Just kidding. I want to hear about the well. I want to I want to hear about the trials, the successes, and the failures. You know, and right now it's just it's a week where we're getting a lot of failures. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, the last two have been complete failures. (laughs) You know, hopefully we're we're on an upward trajectory to end this podcast out. Reasonable man. <laughs> um, all right, we got next question. I want to build my body into the best possible version. How can I go about doing so? This is a good question. I like that. Um, oh, excuse me, Blake. Jesus as a Christ. as a frequent gym goer, very frequent. Every um, day, six days a week. Rest on Saturdays. It's usually when I... Not Sunday? Have fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sunday's leg day. Oh. And Wednesday. Tomorrow. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say the best way... You can't look at your body as just muscle. You got to look at, like... It, it is muscle and it is bone, but there's... You have organs. You have your brain. You have everything on you that you need to account for the best place to build your body is the kitchen and i've been preaching this for a while yes you have i yeah hayden knows i know all Uh, about this method vegetables fruit i mean get all your uh your your plate you got your grains every day your vegetables your your fruits your milk Got to get all that. Drink water a shit ton. Go to the gym. Stay away from the saturated and transaturated fats, sugar. I mean, you'll build. Yeah. Stay away from the alcohol. Alcohol is so bad for you. As hard as that is. As hard as that is, you know. (laughs) NDSU, Fargo, North Dakota. There's not a lot, a whole lot of uh, entertainment. Yeah. Besides drink your sorrows to the grave. I mean, you pretty much have to drink your sorrows to the grave around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing about building your body is it's not just like, not just uh, neck down. You got to think about your brain too. So you yeah. should you should be reading. This is what I, I picked up over the summer. I used to love reading. I really didn't have much time and now i finally getting back into it, but. I mean, you have to work your brain. It's just, your brain is a muscle. And if you just, you just don't use it, it's, it's going to diminish. That's why I think, uh, I think Dementia Joe should read a book every once in a while. I think his dementia might ease up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And I think, I think Donald needs to get on a fucking Stairmaster. (laughs) But 
I mean, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't forget, don't forget cardio. Get yeah, on stairmaster. <laughs> cardio. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> As I preach. <laughs> yeah, the the stairs. You know, I dude, I. Why do they have a stairmaster when you can just go hit the stairs? If you think about it, the gym's weird. You know, you can fake run, fake go upstairs, and you can fake bike. It's like, why not just do those things? I like a stairmaster because it offers some resistance that you can't get on regular stairs. For like speed too. Yeah, you can. And you can. I mean, dial it up. And it's infinite. That's the thing. The road and the stairs are not infinite. At some point, you're gonna have to go back down, and then you're not really doing what you're supposed to. Yeah. And you got to stop when you're running outside for like a stop sign or something. It's more for like, I think, constant like exercise. Yeah. But I think that's. You can get those measurements down a little bit more refined. But I would make goals. I would definitely recommend running outside. Yeah. Better oxygen. uh, Yeah. As long as the conditions are appropriate. Yeah. Don't be David Goggins and run in a fucking blizzard. (laughs) Yeah. Don't. Dude, I wish. Uh, what's your opinion on David Goggins? Do you like him? That guy's a savage. He's nuts. He's fucking crazy. I don't know how he has that motor. I I couldn't do it's it. It's crazy. I couldn't do it. He's his famous saying is, "When your mind tells you you're done, you're really only forty percent done. When you want to give up, you're really only forty percent done." <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, dude, when I want to give up, I'm like dying. Yeah. And if I'm only 40% done. There's no, well, think about what he had to do. I think he weighed like an outrageous amount. I think he was like 300 some pounds. I remember I listened to the story and he like worked for a a extermination company or something. And he would like get a, a milkshake and a fucking burger after work every day. And he was overweight and all this. Mm -hmm. I can't remember one day. I think one day he just said, fuck it. And just started, like, getting into shape. He calls it, like, callousing the mind. Yes. It's like, oh, he my God. To callous the mind. <laughs> you got, I mean, I think, I mean, he's right. I mean, you have to harden your your mind. You can, giving up is easy. And ever seen uh, Bleed for This with Miles Teller? I just watched movie. that movie. Dude, just, I, I, I watched it I once. just and watched I, it. Then I just watched it uh, last week. And. Back on Netflix. It is. Go watch it. Really good movie. And he, uh, Miles Teller's character, uh, Vinny, he he gets in a car accident and he breaks his neck and he's st- stuck in this uh, halo where it keeps his neck in one place and and it's bolted into yeah, his, it's bolted its into head. his skull yeah. so he can't really do much and one slip of the the disc and he could be paralyzed forever but he goes downstairs and he starts benching and he starts off he tries to start where he used to be able to go and he has he sees that he has to drop all the weight he works back Mm -hmm. up and then his coach finds out and he's like Vinny you're fucking crazy like give up give up and he's like I can't remember what he says exactly but he's he's like this is all I got this is all I got uh it's I can't remember what he says. Something isn't scary to him. What's giving up is what's uh, scary to him is that giving up is so easy. Mm. It's it's easy to give up. 
you you go let's say you go on a on a two mile run and you get a mile a mile and a quarter in and your side hurts and oh, you're dying and oh my god I can't breathe and all this and I mean you can give up right there but you're only making yourself weak you your mind has become weak because you've decided that giving up is you know what I'll just give up like, I, I don't need to move I don't need to persist I'm Pain is good. Yeah. I think people forget that. Now, stupid pain is not good. Right. I mean, I mean you need to understand when you're, when you're hurting and when you're injured. Yeah, because there's a difference. There is a big difference. But, I mean, fighting through that pain makes you way stronger. Yeah. And it, I mean, it sucks. <laughs> it, it, it's a suffering beyond recognition, <laughs> right. to be honest. Right. But if you push through... And you just don't give up. I mean, you will be stronger mentally and physically. And you'll know that I can I can do anything. Yeah. More often than not, the mind limits the body. It really does. Not the yeah. other way around. No. Because you, you think that... Oh, I, I, it's I, a defense I don't, mechanism. I don't like saying I can't do it. Yeah. If you, if you say I can't do this, then, you, then you're, you might as well... You've given up right there. I can't do it. I mean, most people say that before they've even tried. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm overweight. Oh, I, I can't lose the weight. You can. You can definitely lose the weight. Yeah. You make smart decisions, but you, your your mind is so weak, and you think that giving up is the only option. It's oh, everything. Every other option is too hard. It's too hard. And I think David Goggins preaches that. He's like. Saying can't and saying something is too hard is is an immediate failure. Yeah. And I think people need to get past that. That's yeah. probably that's probably why we have an obesity epidemic right now. People seek out comfortability. Yeah. You know, it's easy to cram a Big Mac into your face yeah. and lay on the oh, couch. It's way easy. It's, yeah. it's easy to, to lay in bed all day and not go to the gym. But as soon as I I've I mean, I've been there. I've been there where I'm just I'm laying there and I'm like fuck at the gym i don't want to do this right now yeah like i'm i'm tired and oh my god i've i've got this to do and this to do but as soon as i go to the gym and as soon as i'm done i'm like i'm like this is i'm glad i went yeah it breaks you out of your slump yeah, you need being comfortable isn't good you need to be uncomfortable that's mm. where you grow it's how you get yourself stronger mentally and physically yeah you're exactly right. And, I if, think and if you swing that way spiritually, I, I don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blake, are you a very like religious person not for the listeners? Little, not even a little. Why is that? I feel like you, you're very, you know, religious. Because, okay, I don't mean like God in the sky religious, but like you are religious with your thinking and like working out and doing things yeah. every day that make you better. So you have faith in something. And maybe that that could be a better I, version of yourself, think, or maybe yeah, that's. I, I think I have faith in myself. I don't. I don't like putting faith in something that I can't see. I'd rather put faith in myself, and really be able to actually see progress. Yeah. Versus just praying that this will happen or this will happen. I'd rather actively seek it out than just leave it to God. That's what I don't. I don't. I don't like praying to God. Yeah. Because I mean, because then, this is something I think that 
all religions kind of have a problem with. If you, it's I think it's more coincidental than anything. Let's say you pray for, you pray for that promotion, and oh, you don't get it. I guess God didn't want me to have it. Or if you do get it, oh, thank thank God. Oh, I prayed to Him. It's more coincidence than anything. I I think. I mean, I'm not one to to say if God's real or not, but just a personal preference. It's it's, a personal it's not preference. a tool that I'd, you prefer to use. No, I'd rather I'd rather just focus on what I can do, and what I can do on my own accord. Do you think it works for some? Do you think that that praying to a God can work for some people if they? you know, take the, the necessary sacrifice needed and manifest that spirit. Instead of just wishful thinking, they can, like, actively seek out that spirit that can rise them out of their slump. I, I think, I think so. that's I, when I religion think, can... I think people, they like to pray and then sit back. Yeah. If you just sit back, something's not going to happen. I mean, yeah. you need to actively go after it and make a goal. There's This is something I've... Uh, gotten into pretty recently is the difference between dreams and goals Mm. and everyone asks what's your dream job what's your dream job no it's not my dream job it's my goal job right because i'm it's because i i uh my goal job right now is uh human trafficking for homeland security Mm. and it's not a dream Dreaming when you dream of something, it's it's more of you're not you're not going after it. You're just hoping that'll happen. But a goal is something that you're actually pursuing. It's yeah. my goal job. So I'm I'm going after it. I'm not just gonna be like, Oh, I hope I get it one day. Yeah. It's like because no. you're gonna wake up when you're forty. Yeah, you're gonna wake and up think and you're gonna what be, could have been. Yeah, you're gonna be sixty five and huh. Guess it was just a dream. Yeah. No, I, I mean anything you can do anything. But you can't just dream about it. You need to actually pursue it and make goals to how to get there. You can't just sit back and, I guess, pray to God and just, I guess, wait. Absolutely. And that's what I thought about, um, you know, the whole pod situation. It's like, this is what I want to do. And it's not, it's not like the production value is a little bit low <laughs> right now, but at least I'm starting, you yeah. know, I'm starting to climb the ladder. Yeah. Whether if I'm starting on the bottom rung, fine. But it's where you're headed. It's not where you're at right now. You, you and I, and I think Jake and Kyle talked about this for so long. Yeah, we were like, we need to start a podcast, and we never got to it. I know. <laughs> I think it's mostly because we were like, that would be cool, but yeah. I don't think anyone really wanted to put the effort in. Because it's a lot. It, yeah, it's a lot, but it's and worth now, it. And now you're doing it, and you're living our dreams. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. was your goal, and that was our dream. And, and now. now you, you're Eventually, it's going to be a round table. Oh, it's going to be nice. I can't wait you to know? get both of them in here. <laughs> yeah, right, man. Right. But, and yeah. Starting somewhere, starting with two mics, yeah. you know, getting Blake vote on the pod. It's, it's like it's like Apple in a garage. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, we got a house that was built in the 1940s, <laughs> according to my maintenance man, so that yeah. is accurate. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's headed somewhere, you know. And That's good. It's out of my control, but, yeah can do what i can just go for it there we go all right next question um okay here's here's a controversial one so i love these you know take it easy blake (laughs) we'll see we'll see a little disclaimer for everyone at home (laughs) yeah yeah i I, I do like to 
say offensive things. Ruffle the feathers. I do like that. Nothing wrong with that, but we'll see how it goes. I think, um, I think it's funny. <laughs> Hi, I'm. <laughs> I'm cur- okay. Serious, serious time. Right. Hi, I'm currently transitioning from a male to a female, and have decided not to get the surgery. I was wondering what advice um, you and your next guest could give me. It's hard to know if society will accept me. This is difficult. This is difficult. It's a very taboo subject. And I think we're both going to have to perform some kind of dance maneuvers to not hit any hot buttons. Yeah. But and I think I'm still going to hit some hot buttons. So I think you have to to say anything important. Though, I know. So you have to, to be able to speak clearly in what you actually think. I think you can't just dance around it. But right now is probably the best time for this in this situation so uh society right now is probably the most accepting of any i mean you're still gonna find people that don't accept you i mean people still aren't gonna people don't accept fucking like anyone right now (laughs) yeah but i mean if if this is really what you want to do i think you kind of need to talk to someone that will understand and We'll guide you, you through it. Show a little you bit. what the next steps are. Well, there's scary things, you know. If if this is a part, I think there are people in America who this is a part of their identity, and if this is important to them, then they they need to seek that out. And I'm all yes. for the freedom to seek that out, but I think there's also a push in America where if you're not, if you get these children who are just confused, you know, yeah. they, maybe they didn't have role models to look up to as kids. Maybe they, you know, they're they're still figuring out who they are and they get sort of, they go down this path where they're, they convince themselves that they're transgender when that may yeah. not be the case. And they get these surgeries that are irreversible or they get hormone injections that yeah. are irreversible and it's, it's they're 10 years old. I think, I think gender and sex need to be, I think we need to clearly state what both of them are. Yeah. I, in my sociology class, now this this was weird to me. I didn't. I thought this was just a just a push by the left or something. But in my sociology class, with a professor who I I trust a lot, uh, she talked about how gender and sex are not are not the same thing. Gender gender is a social construct. Yeah. And sex is biological, and I think that's where the fight is really starting to get lost because people say that I'm let's say their gender is male but they want to but they feel more like a female so they want to switch their gender to female my only problem with with that is that usually means that they want to switch their biological parts or something I mean and those are two different things gender and sex are completely different on the spectrum. And I think that it's not transgender at that point. They're trying to be trans sex. They yeah. want to actually like, they want to either remove something or add something on that isn't possible really. I mean, you can remove something and, or add something on, but you'll n- never truly be you can, yeah, you what can, you want. I right. Mean, your chromosomes. It's more to feel better yeah. about your physical body. I think that's where the, the line is kind of blurred is transgender means 
you know, you want what you identify you as, identify as but it has nothing on to a do social with your, scale. Yeah. But it has, I mean, that has nothing to do with your biological sex. And I think that's where the right and the left are really just pissed at each other. It's, yeah. there's, oh, there's, there isn't more than two genders. Well, honestly, I think there's three. I think there probably is three where. There's kind of an umbrella group, but yeah. they're kind of getting a little bit crazy they're, with the genders. When, like, when, when, when you get up to 72, it's like. It's like, are these I'm just. A, I'm a little lost at what half these, at, at what 99% of these are. I mean, I don't understand. I'm f- and I'm fine with them existing, but not by law or yeah, by I mean, compelling me legally to do that. Yeah, it's hard to. You're not you're not gonna win anyone over by shoving it down their throat. I think that's the problem. Yeah. And, you know, you get people that are just stuck on their one opinion, and they'll never change it because they're right and you're wrong. And I think there just needs to be a conversation over. What constitutes what? Yeah, and, and this seems like you know, and we're getting to the like the logistics yeah. of what transgender is. And yeah. for this person who's saying like, it's hard to know if society will accept me. I think approaching it with like confidence, but at the same time, you know, saying like my opinion matters, but not being pushy with your yeah. agenda because I think people are very defensive against change. Yeah, and I you think. Know, but I think trying to push it down their throat and force them to do something or or identify you as something else, it's, I mean, it's not going to work. You don't wake up one day and be like, oh, I guess, uh, I guess I'm just going to change my ways and I'm going to start saying this and that instead. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen. And it's especially not going to happen if you're getting, if that person that you want to change is, just getting berated. Those are the tactics that they're using to his guilt. Yeah. And that's only going to last so long. No, and you can't, and that's the thing with, it almost brings up cancel culture right now is, I mean, you can't cancel someone that doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, you can, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can't. They don't, if they don't play your game, yeah, I mean, they don't have any cards on the table. They have no card. You're, I mean, you're playing poker and they're playing fucking Yahtzee. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think they. Some people just don't really fucking care. Yeah. And this is this is America where <laughs> a lot of people really a don't lot of care. people don't really give a shit. Yeah. And I don't think trying to force anyone to say certain things is probably the right way to go about it. I think. I mean, there certainly needs to be a, needs to be a talk between yeah. both sides, but because people are, it's I, I get the issue where like. People are scared to go into a public setting because of like yeah. ridicule. Yeah. Like based on what I was saying earlier, with like we're constantly looking at each other, and then you see someone who's a little bit, you know, and I use this phrase not to be insensitive, but abnormal because it's yeah. it's not part of the routine to see someone who's transgender. It's not a very common thing. That's a very hard position for that transgender person. Yeah. And I get that. And I think another thing we need to talk about is is the psychological aspect of of this and how it is categorized as mental illness yeah and something that's interesting is the suicide rate of these people before and after the surgery is the same and if that's due to social ridicule whatever or if that's due to the the symptoms that they're experiencing of depression not changing 
due to the surgery. And that's yeah. in, that's an interesting result if that's true. I think uh, it, it's weird because we don't really promote any other mental illness. Like, we don't promote people to really embrace their depression or their anxiety. We're not like, yeah, go depression or all this stuff. This this is a mental it is gender dysphoria and it is a mental illness, but I don't think I don't think champ it's it's weird because why do we champion this one over everything else? We don't champion schizophrenia. It's yeah. very it's very odd to me. And I I'd be willing to have a conversation with someone but who's it, willing to have an open dialogue. Who, yeah, who's willing to, to not like lose their mind over my opinion because i mean that's just it that's my opinion yeah none of this is fact i mean it's just how i how i think of the world it's my perspective yeah but it's you know i think the main difference between all the other mental illnesses is it's it's outwardly expressed yeah and depression you know it's hard to identify someone with with depression yeah but being transgender you know, that's going to show up in the clo- if you're openly transgender and like openly gender fluid or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that's going to be expressed in how you look and your clothes, you know, and it's it's the legitimacy of that that's in question. Yeah. It, Are these people doing it? I don't know. It's, it's it's very it's a difficult conversation to have. And I think people get so hung up on on their political beliefs that they're not willing to have a conversation. I mean, there's a quote, I can't remember by who. It's, uh, everything you hear is an opinion, and everything you see is a perspective. So, I mean, Interesting. everything, no, that's what it was. Everything you hear is an opinion, not a fact. Everything you see is a perspective, not a truth. Mm. And I think people need to start living by that. Yeah. I mean, you, you're not simply right just because you think you're right. Exactly. And you're not simply right just because you're offended and you are showing all this emotion. I think you need to be able to... Ground your argument in some rationale. And, re- and I mean, there's no argument. I mean, this is especially relevant right now. There's no argument in calling someone a racist. I mean, that doesn't validate... It's a non-starter, and that's yeah. the point of it. It's it's supposed to shut down it's dialogue. A, it's shock value. Yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, you can call someone who who hates the Black Lives Matter organization, you can call them a racist. And, and what grounds? What I mean, maybe they don't, maybe they don't support the, the organization per se, but they probably like support the sentiment. Yeah. But you calling them a racist is, is almost unfounded. I mean, you have no evidence. You have, you, you, you have no idea who this person is. You have no idea where they have learned anything. You have no idea what their background is, how they think, what their morals are, but they're a racist. There's no conversation to be had because they're a racist and I'm yeah. I'm right and I'm right. I'm right. always right. And it's I think that's what's become a real problem right now. And especially with uh talks on transgender uh problems is people get so grounded in what they believe and I think you need to step back and understand that maybe you don't agree but it's better to agree to disagree right than to just 
be pissed at each other. And we have to be able to encourage the the other perspective to build our argument stronger. Yeah. And that's I mean, and people people are so quick to shut down because they don't have a good argument built up. It's yeah. it's one that's grounded in emotion and gut re- gut reaction. Yeah. It's not I mean, um, just using emotion. I think I think that's another thing with this the whole protests all these protests and all this stuff is all this emotion that's coming out i mean you can understand the perspective and stuff but i mean using emotion and calling anyone who doesn't support your cause uh, a bigot and a racist i mean it's you're not changing anyone's hearts and minds right i think you need to like step back and another thing that I don't like is the whole social media aspect of this. The whole, all the Instagram stories and the whole blackout day. I wasn't a fan of any, any of it. Because I mean, you can preach that it was, I'm bringing awareness. Well, I'm going to ask you this. Who the fuck didn't know about George Floyd? Right. And it wasn't because Emily fucking posted on her snapchat story or posted a black square it was because cnn and fox aired this fucking news story and then everyone decided one day that they i'm gonna i'm right and i'm gonna start posting all this stuff and i could probably list off a lot of names of people who have said some not so great things and were probably saying some words in some songs a minute before they heard about this but now they don't want to be seen as a racist. So now I'm going to, oh, I'm going to donate all this money and I'm going to post this on here and I'm not a racist. Oh, I'm not a racist. But if you don't post it, you're a fucking racist. And right. if you don't donate and if you don't, you don't write this all over the place, then you're a racist and silence is violence. And it's become a whole fiasco. And I'm going to tell you right now, if, uh, if Instagram and social media and the internet cease to exist within the next snap of a finger none of that would matter anymore yeah i think people need to understand that you're not an activist (laughs) if you're on instagram and the only thing you do is post all this shit you're not an activist yeah you just think you're right yeah and you're not that maybe on some things you might be but that's just your opinion at the end of the day. I mean, you and it's just to, it's just to reconcile the own voice in your head. You know, yeah. real change is is out in the world. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of virtue signaling going on right now, where people think that posting all this stuff is going to get them brownie points. And I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. It's it kind of pisses me off. It's like all these people who an hour before all this happened were probably saying very bad things yeah and out of ignorance and out, now of, it's out of exactly it's ignorance but now yeah. now because they don't want to be seen as a racist or something or because it's trending right now oh i'm gonna post this and you know what i'm on the right side of history that's yeah. another thing that's another word i don't like uh, another phrase is the right side of history why don't you like that? Because there is, there's really, there's a moral side of history, but there's no really right side. Th- it's just the a, way things a, go. A right side is only determined after the fact. I mean, we if we can't be judging. Another thing I don't like is judging people from the past on today's standards. 
and that's yeah, where that's where yeah. they're that's where people are like oh they were on the wrong side of history yeah hindsight's 2020 we're 300 years ahead of them and now they're on the wrong side of history it's like but at that but, time but, but period at that time, they were they were on they leading. were they, they were progressive were of yeah. their time it's like yeah, exactly they were progressive yeah right now emily Emily, whatever white girl living in the suburbs is on the right side of history, and, and we're and trying in to erase. Years, she won't be on the right side of history. We're we're trying to erase the legacy of these people. You know, think about like yeah. Thomas Jefferson. He owned slaves. I mean, a lot of a lot of these a lot of the founding fathers and people owned slaves, but that doesn't mean they're that what they created was bad just because of this one bad action. I mean. I mean, we can all agree that owning slaves was terrible and that slavery was an abomination on this planet. Yeah, and it was a deep sin in our country that we didn't correct for a long time. But that doesn't mean that the person... Let's say someone invented something, but they own slaves. Oh, I guess we can't use that invention. Right. Uh, Or let's say uh, this person said a racial slur and they created the telephone. I guess we can't use the fucking telephone anymore. I don't, I don't like that mentality. I think we need to understand that at the time when they did these things, it wasn't necessarily morally right, but it was accepted by society. Yeah. And right now it's not. But that doesn't mean you're going to go rewrite history. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just all Things are advancing very quickly, yeah. and we have to be careful with the stories that we tell ourselves because, I mean, yeah, you know, you can, I mean, you can tear down statues and you can do all this and you can try to rewrite the history books, but that doesn't make you right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I'd love to tear down a Christopher Columbus statue. I think he was a terrible person, but throw it in a museum. Right. And tell the history how it was. Yeah. Don't otherwise, erase it. Otherwise, we're going to we'll forget our own sins and, and then repeat we'll repeat history. some shit. And I don't, right. Yeah. And I think people forget about that. It's like you can't just take your eraser and uh, we're going to knock that out. and We're going to put something else here. And oh, now, yeah. now it's all butterflies and rainbows. Yeah. It's just not how it works. And I think I think right now in this whole movement we got going here, it's kind of like kind of seems like that's what's happening and i think we need to correct ourselves sooner rather than later yeah i think you're exactly right i think um you're a big proponent in being guided by your own moral compass yeah because at the end of the day and that's a very american idea you know is that uh that cowboy mentality of taking justice into your own hands because those are the hands we got you yeah. know you can't let the you got you can't let somebody else take it. Otherwise, um, it's all going to go to hell. So I think you're right, man. I think you're right. And I think people are getting away from that, like, can-do attitude that Americans have had for so long. And if uh, if anyone doesn't agree with me at home, I mean, just, just think about it. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I could easily be wrong. And I accept that fact. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're right either. I think people need to really... Start. You need to be able to start an argument in your head, and try to come up with ways to make your make your argument flawed or someone else's argument flawed. And if you can't find a way, then that argument probably has more foundation than yours. Right. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, next question, last one. Um, kind of related to what we were talking about. I'm wondering what your opinion is on the Jacob Blake situation. I have stayed out of all of this. Like, I don't, I don't watch the news. The only, the only one I've really, it's kind of a hellstorm right now. The only one I've heard anything really about is the George Floyd one. I've kind of, I deleted Twitter a couple months ago, maybe more. It's just depressing to watch the news stories. Mm -hmm. So I was done with it. I don't watch the news. Try to stay off of any really news source. So you want to run down what happened? So basically, there was this guy, and this is, you know, this is information that was told to me from Kyle Shevich, so, and his dad's a police officer, and yours is too, yeah. you know, so, and I'm, I'm not, like, do, doing that to discredit your guys' opinion, but oh, just yeah. stating that there could be a bias toward, yeah. like, you know, the information that I'm receiving, because it takes a while for all the details to come out. Yeah. With the George Floyd situation... We're still getting details about yeah, I it. I think that's what people forget, is the justice system is not quick. Yeah. And sometimes it's for the better. I mean, you need to, like, take a long, hard look at the evidence. And we get we get more evidence every day. Yeah. I think we have body cam footage now. And we're getting some new info that we did not get within the first and that's, couple hours. And that's good, though. Like, progress yeah. is real because we have technology. We have accountability that was... That we never had before in the 1950s, yeah. I can't even imagine. Oh, oh they were, it's word of mouth. Oh yeah, they're probably. I mean, it's like playing the game telephone. You ever played that? Yeah. One statement goes into someone's ear, and then try to make it all the way back around the circle with the same statement, and it it goes from uh, "I am a dog" to "I want pizza on Sunday," and you're like, "How the hell did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. was your source? Right. And you're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, definitely. Um, so anyways, with the Jacob Blake situation in particular, there was a, a black guy with his kids in the back seat, and the police were coming to the scene with information of, like, domestic abuse charges. So they were going there, like, you know, in the back of their minds, kind of on guard. Yeah. You know, because that's another thing people realize, people need to realize, too, is, like, police discriminate people and they're taught to they're not going to treat a big man the same as a small woman yeah. when they're approaching the side of their car they're I just mean, not I mean, they're not as big of a, of a threat that's almost with anyone i yeah. mean i would i would take a a big a big jack dude a lot more seriously than i would a like a five two small female in a fight yeah i mean i'm thinking about survival so right, like, and that's what and police that's, officers that's, are taught. That, yeah, that is what cops are taught is that, I mean, they want to go home to their wife and their kids. And, I mean, that's not really an, an excuse for shooting someone. But I think we need to, like, look at the video. And we need to make sure that all these claims are actually true. Yeah. Before. And so a bunch of people came out and they were like, justice for Jacob Blake. Like, yeah. and my opinion at first before I saw the video was, oh my God, it happened again. Yeah. Like George Floyd part two, more civil unrest, more protests. Everything's going to go to hell because that is the last thing we need right now. And all cops know that yeah. is another George Floyd situation. And so you see this video and it's somebody from his window and Jacob Blake apparently 
He's like running to the driver's side of his car car door. They're screaming at him. He has a sharp object in his hand. They're saying it was a knife. The video doesn't really, you know. But so and they tried to use the taser on him, didn't work. And then they're and then he he's saying something about how he has a firearm in his car. Yeah. And so he's he's running to the driver's side. He reaches and then they fire eight or nine shots into his back. Yeah. And his kids are in the back seat, mind you. So there's emotions are high. I'm pretty sure his yeah. wife was on the scene, like screaming at him, you know. And I I get that, you know. But you have to, I don't know. It's just side note on tasers and how people think they're really effective. They're actually not. <laughs> right. They actually fail a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot. Like you have to have both the pins have contact on the skin and mm. if one of them misses that's a failure it's not going to work so i think side note on that so that's there has to be a better method that we have I, to develop yeah, we need to figure something out i think i, I hope someone's working on something <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's real i i did look into one thing i looked into one thing because some news source said that uh the sexual assault um, warrant that was out for him. They said it that wasn't true. And then I looked into it and I found like six or seven prominent news sources that were like, no, it was it was true. He had a warrant out for his arrest for a sexual assault charge. Right. And I read I read the article and the woman claimed I can't remember who it was, but the woman claimed that he came in uh, late at night and sexually assaulted her and all this and then he like ran out and took the car or something and then yeah. the cops showed up and they took a statement to all this doesn't justify what happened but I think there needs to be uh, some understanding between both parties here I think Jacob Blake needs to understand that uh, did he survive because uh, yeah I heard he was in a hospital or something did he? Uh, he, cause he I, survived? I, I heard he was uh, handcuffed at first to the hospital bed. And I was Whoa. like, he he survived? So I, I don't know. that I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't, I haven't read anything. Yeah. Uh, it could be. I don't I, know. I mean, I'm yeah. Who knows? Super informed. But. but what people need to understand is you don't... When there's high stakes like this, and let's say the, uh, the statement that is being thrown around that he said he had a firearm in the car and now he's going to his car and reaching in. You need to understand that if he pulls out that gun and he yeah. decides that he's going to fire on these officers. I mean, there's fear running through both of those officers heads right now. Like, yeah. am I going home tonight? And am I going to see my wife and my kids? Am I surviving this confrontation? Yeah. And something interesting that Kyle showed me a video where and he's like every police officer has shown this video because this is worst case scenario and it's a dude it's a black dude there are two cops wrestling him trying to get him down uh he's kicking throwing punches not complying there's a you know there's a what's it called the squad cam or something like that. It's, oh, yeah. it's on the police dash, car. Cam. dash cam yeah and uh you know the wrestling and then he gets up and gets out runs over to his car pulls out a gun shoots them both yeah and so it's it's in those I mean, situations, you know. That's the thing. That is the worst case scenario, and that's exactly what they're thinking. Yeah. And it, it's hard to break fear out of people. 
I mean, especially as a cop, like we're, we're expecting them to be the judge for the trial and the police officer keeping us safe. We're, we're expecting them to have zero bias and have zero fear and be a fucking robot. And I think that's that's unrealistic because yeah. they are human. Yeah. And everyone is scared of of something. Right. Everyone's I think a lot of people are scared of death. Yeah. And that's running through their mind as day in and day as out. He screams as he's holding a sharp object that he has a firearm in the car and now he's running over and reaching into his vehicle. Yeah. I have a firearm. I'm going to run over here and reach in. And they're like, uh, oh shit. He could shoot us. I've seen videos of him, of people, of cops getting shot. Uh, we got to do it. And they pop the shots off and they're like, why? Why seven? It's like when you've got adrenaline running through you, you are not thinking straight. Yeah. And you are... Another thing that I uh, I told Kyle this, which was which was actually wrong, which I found out was uh, cops aren't trained to shoot to kill, they're trained to shoot for center mass. Wow, it's why more, is that true? It, more likely to hit. That's the thing about mm. uh about hit about people saying well, why don't you just shoot him in the leg or why don't you just shoot him in the arm? This isn't a movie. Yeah, <laughs> and cops are only. I think, I think almost all cops are only trained in a static environment where your target is not moving. You have no weapon. They're just shooting at a paper target. And it's, I mean, it's just right there. Yeah. And you pass training and that's all the training you got for firearms. Cause that's all much. the funding they get. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you could go to a, yeah, you would need money and you could probably create a range that's not static, but it's a lot harder to shoot a gun than you would think. Yeah. I've done it. It's not it's not easy to to aim, and especially it's not going to be easy to shoot someone in such a small area as the leg or the arm. That's why you shoot for center mass, more likely to hit something. Yeah. And then you're going home safe. And another another thing that people forget is that just because you shoot someone in the arm or the leg doesn't mean they're not going to die. <laughs> right. You hit your femur, you will it will explode. Your bone will shatter and go all the way through you. And that's I'm pretty sure that's the most painful bone to break. It is the most painful bone to break. And you could, I mean, you got an artery in your leg. If you fucking sever that, you will bleed out fast. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I don't... They, and we can't take away guns, so it's like, yeah, what do people, people expect us? People think movie, people think the movies are an accurate description of reality. There's, there's no one that's like, uh, there's no Mission Impossible. Yeah. Tom Cruise, there's no James Bond. James Bond never misses a shot. That's not true. <laughs> no one. There's almost pro, there's no one that can hit shots like that in an active firefight. And just walk away unscathed. Right. Like it's that's impossible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's not reality. I know you think every cop should be a James Bond. That's I mean, that's not reality. No. And they also don't have great uh hand to hand combat skills either. My dad goes the use of he's the use of force instructor and the firearms instructor for I think our county. Yeah. But he, I mean, you only have to qualify, I'm pretty sure, one time use of force per year. And Jocko Willink talks about this a lot. And he's like, that's ridiculous. 
because he is. I think Navy SEALs train isn't it six months before deployment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they train for six months. You My friends in the for a couple hours as cop. I got a buddy in the Marines. I'm pretty sure. I think, and um, he trains for nine months before deployment. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. It's like, and then you want to defund the police. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you expect to happen. Do you expect the quality to get better with zero funding? Yeah. Training no. is just training is just going to skyrocket because we took half the money. It's people who are bitter for the reasons of human error. Yeah. You know, they're, they don't, they don't understand how people could be so corrupt, Yeah, you know, but if they were in that same position themselves, they'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, and you can always say, Oh, if I was in that position, I would have done this. If you were in that position, you probably would have shit yourself. Yeah. I mean, you are not Superman. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can say that cause you have hindsight and you're watching through a fucking screen on your couch eating potato chips, but you're not in that situation. You probably, I guarantee you never will be in that situation. But, I mean, we can't expect everyone to be a superhero. Yeah. There's no, superheroes don't exist. Right. I mean, there's some good, there's some very good combat, uh, people who are trained in combat and trained in use of force and firearms. But it certainly isn't the cops. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. The cops are civilians with guns. Yeah, pretty much. They have a badge. They have a gun. Some training. Some training. And and then they're expected to go out and police entire neighborhoods and cities. And it's like, okay. I mean, I will agree that I think uh, we need to narrow the responsibility of the cops. I don't like cops on drug on instances of drugs or uh, mental health issues. I don't like I don't like the cops having that responsibility. I think there's a social worker should take care of some a lot of things and the cops should just be there for supervision. So do you think so say there's a scenario and people have been debating about this a lot. You know, there's there's a domestic, a, like a domestic issue at a, at a house. Do you send the social worker or do you send the cop? I think you send both. I think you send the social worker, who is should be trained in psychology, and be able to understand the human mind, and they should be trained in de-escalation, just like the cops should be trained in de-escalation a lot more. Yeah. And I think they should go in, and the cops should just be there, no hands on. He should just be there for supervision to make sure that this domestic doesn't get out of fucking hand. And if it does get out of hand, then he steps in. Yeah. But he needs training. <laughs> right. He needs use of force training. Yeah. And heavy. Otherwise, this domestic is going to turn into a double homicide. Right. And it's going to go quick. Because think about it. If you're in the position of, you know, you just beat your wife, the police and the social worker is coming. Yeah. And, and you realize, oh, the police isn't like in a position where he can defend himself and the social worker isn't either, you're going to do whatever it takes to avoid these charges. You know, these, I don't know. People have so much, such a whimsical idea when it comes to people's, some people's morality. Yeah. Cause not everybody's (laughs) on the same page. There's evil out there and it's among our ranks. A lot of the time, there's some cowardly pieces of shit. Yeah. And they could be your friends. Right. I mean, maybe you just don't see it, but I mean, it's a line by uh, the Joker. 
I, I can't remember it exactly, but something about uh, put people in like a chaotic situation and they'll show their true colors. Wow. And your true colors come out yeah. when you got a gun to your head. And yeah. That's when that's when the whole hostage situation thing comes into it into play is like you got a guy with a gun to your head and your buddy's head. Now, are you going to do the right he tells you to choose. Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to be a, a coward and say, "I want to live, shoot him. Shoot him." Or are you going to be like me? Just yeah. me. Well, we'll see your true colors. We'll see who's a coward. And right. Who will in those final moments, you yeah. know. And it's crazy to think all of your time spent on earth can be summed up in that one moment. You know. And you could be gone. That's crazy. Like that. Wow. I know. We got into it. We got into it. Got um into it. last question, you know, this is questionable answers after all. So I'm gonna ask this yeah. to all of my guests going I'm gonna try I haven't been remembering this, so like <laughs> Don't get on me about it, but okay, oh here, here we go. What's a question that you've been looking for an answer to? So, you know, we get that. The questionable answers is in there. You know, something personal about you, I hope. You're going to hit it out of the park, send them off on a good note. <laughs> it's going to be good. What is the purpose of my existence? Wow. I think that's something we're all thinking about. I think so. And, and I think that um, can fuel us. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, and I I think I'd want to be a unit for change and be, I don't know, we're all going to be forgotten eventually, so it's yeah. not so much be remembered, but let my my essence be used as something useful. Yeah, definitely, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, guys, remember to write in new episodes every Sunday. Blake Vote, everybody. Thank you. The man, the myth, the legend. Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Good night.